Welcome to the Hardcore Truth, where we discuss politics, society, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Rusty. Thanks for listening. Well, this is uh, episode 15, and we're in a new year, brand new decade. And first and foremost, I'd like to uh, start off saying sorry for the uh, delay. Uh, I know there was a sizable gap between this uh, episode and the last one. There's a lot of things that went on, you know, of course the holidays went on and everything like that, and, you know, a couple other things that occurred, you know, to uh, further delay the uh, uh, episode of the uh, brand new year, brand new decade, but um, other besides that going on, personal, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that have been going on too, a lot of uh, really backwards and unconstitutional bullshit that we have been watching play out in front of us, uh, but with that being said, and everything like that, uh, you know, I hope everybody who, uh, you know, all five of you that listen to this, uh, podcast, I hope you guys had a, uh, safe and happy, uh, holidays, so, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into it, so, in this episode, um, I would like to talk about what is something known as doublespeak, now, you may know, or at least have heard of doublespeak, and probably wondering where had it had come from, and how is it being used today? Well, the term doublespeak was actually coined in the novel 1984 by George Orwell, and essentially what doublespeak is, is uh, saying one thing, but actually meaning uh, something completely different. So, basically, what it is, it's it's a fucking lie, but with a twist. So, uh, an example of doublespeak. Uh, our whole uh, uh, crusade to go into the Middle East, you know, weapons of mass destruction. Basically, what that was, <clears throat> you know, we're going to go in and take out a leader of a foreign gover- uh, government. Uh, another example of doublespeak, Nancy Pelosi's famous uh, uh, saying... We essentially, we essentially have to pass the bill to know what's in it. Basically, what that was saying was, we're going to do this anyways. It doesn't matter what the fuck you think. And so on and so forth. So, it, like I said, what it is, it's a fucking lie it, 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 with a twist. And that's all the fuck it is. <clears throat> so, let's not get that uh, misconstrued here. It is a lie with a twist. Okay, so how is it being used today? Well, I mean... If you have two brain cells that rub together, you'll definitely know when you hear it. Basically, it's any time any politician, left or right, uh, fucking opens their mouth. Um, it doesn't matter what it's for or what it's about. Uh, their main job is to make you believe the bullshit that they're feeding you. It doesn't matter what it is. If it comes from the government, it's you can't fucking trust it. End all be all. You you just can't. Because you know you're being fucked. You know you're being fucking lied to. But they still think we're fucking stupid. So they use a double speak and it's just it's just your typical political speak. That's what it is. It's while they're shaking your hand or stabbing you in the back. I mean but like I said, if you had two brain cells to rub together you already fucking know that. Um, I mean, I gave you a couple examples on how it's being used. Uh, with the two, with the two that I started off 
this dialogue with. Those are pretty famous examples of doublespeak. Um, I mean, it just it's not just in recent times. I mean, it's been going on for years. I mean, it even occurred before he even actually had an official name, before this book came out. 1984 was written in 1949, and it was a, uh, it was a prediction on how, uh, if government had complete and total control, okay, it was base. what it was, it was a nightmarish reality come to life, okay, and modern day politics have used it as an instructional manual when it was actually a warning, Okay, 1984 was a warning. It was never meant to be an instructional manual. So this book was written in 1949, but there have been cases and examples <clears throat> in, you know, prior to the book being written in 1949 of doublespeak. Uh, the Brand New Deal, that was nothing but doublespeak, okay? I mean, any and all bits and parts of the Brand New Deal that FDR dropped on us as a country and it completely altered the future of how this country would be. Okay. We were sold a bill of, we were sold a bill of goods because we were going through the Great Depression. Okay. And I will actually show you where some of these actually intertwine. Okay. But that's later on in the episode. But <clears throat> double speak is being used every day all around us, okay? When you turn on your television and watch the news, um, when you read newspapers, when you're online, you know, on Facebook, shit like that, it's all over the fucking place, okay? So basically, it just creates this whole sphere of just reckless and false... Uh, and um, implications. Okay, so it's just it's just it's sickening. It really fucking is. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, I mean, you have two brains, uh, brain cells rubbed together. You know what double speak is, and you know it when you hear it. Okay, so just kind of wanted to kick off the uh, the episode on what that is and basically how to spot it. Okay, typically when you hear something that is trying to be passed off as the truth. Nine times out of ten, it's not. Okay? Just like when something is uh, said by the government that this is going to benefit the people of the United States, it actually doesn't. It benefits them and their constituents. The people that, you know, their handlers. The people that they work for. Okay, essentially. Because let's be real here. The United States is not ran by the United States government. It's not. Okay? <laughs> it's ran by... Is ran by large corporations and big banks. Okay. I think everybody at this point knows that we have come out of the woods as this just being, you know, conspiracy theory or just out and out lunacy. Um, it's not. Okay. It's not. So we're we're well past the point of um thinking that the United States government is being ran by who they're actually being ran by, and that's big business and, you know, uh, banks. So, um, so, and to move on to talking to, uh, to, uh, something here, uh, 
it's kind of interesting, and it, I want to give you something to think about, <laughs> okay? Um, at any point in time when something seems to be going wrong, a new war pops up. Now, is this done by design? Of course it is. Think about it. If there is a war going on, okay, it distracts you from what, what is actually going on behind the scenes. If there is a large war going on or even, even some kind of conflict, okay, this is actually used as a smokescreen to further st uh, strip you of your rights and your liberties, okay? Um, look at 9-11. Look what happened there. During 9-11, what happened? We got the Patriot Act. One of the most unconstitutional pieces of fucking garbage that has ever been passed down the pike by the federal government. Which may I add, which may I add, was brought up by a Republican president and passed unanimously. Well, there were some holdouts, not very many, but it, for the large, for the most part, it was passed unanimously by both sides of the uh, of the House and Senate. So, I mean, that's one example of it right there. You had, you know, you had that going on. You had all of that happening, okay? And then all of a sudden, the Patriot Act comes through. Interesting, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I called bullshit on that when I heard about it, okay? I remember when this happened. And see, and, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack. It's like, well, what the fuck were we supposed to do, Rusty? Not, you know, go after the people who are responsible for this? That would have been great if we actually did, Okay, it's a known fact that most of the terrorists actually came out of Saudi Arabia, but we left them alone. Why? Because we do fucking business with them. That's why. Okay, let's be realistic here. If this was actually about ending the war on terror, this would be done. So is this going to turn into like the war on drugs where this just drags on for fucking years and years and years with no fucking end in sight? Who the fuck knows? Okay? But I digress. Anytime, just like in World War II, uh, with the outbreak of World War II, the country was still in a Great Depression, and the only thing that could spark the U.S. economy was war. And it did. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have gone to war because actually in that instance, we actually went after the people who actually attacked us. We actually went to, we actually went after the, uh, the country that actually attacked us, but there was more to that. Okay. The reason why the Japanese attacked us, bombed Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941 was also because we were slapping tariffs on them. But then also with that, they were also spreading throughout um, the South Pacific at an insipidous rate and leaving a trail of murder and genocide behind them. Now, does that actually have to do with what we're talking about? Probably not. That was probably the furthest from FDR's mind. You also got to remember, too, FDR and his government, his administration, knew what was going on with the concentration camps in Europe, but did nothing about it. Okay. He actually, he actually 
was responsible for turning away a, an entire ship of refugees trying to flee what was going on in Europe at the time. Okay, and I'm talking about Jewish ref, refugees who were systematically being wiped the fuck out. But since he was a Democrat, I guess, you know, that doesn't matter. Okay, but, you know, you can't change history no, no matter how hard you try. But I'm getting off topic here. I'm not going to just, you know, spend this whole time railing about, you know, fucking Democrats and shit. But, <clears throat> no, but that, that actually did happen. Um, look it up. It's there. You'll find it. My whole point is, our government uses war as a distraction to further strip us, you know, of our, of our liberties and our rights. And, it, and it's happening more and more at a sickening rate. Okay, so. Um, another thing I want to talk about. Uh, once again, this is going to be somewhat controversial. I may catch a lot of flack for this. Um, the United States meddling in the Middle East. Um, look, we as a country are not the world's policemen and we shouldn't be. We have no right telling another country what they should, should do with their, with their people. Now, on top of that, you know, you can't ignore things like genocide, ethnic cleansing and things like that. That's not what I'm talking about. It is not our job to go around the world and take care of other people's fucking problems. We have enough problems here in our country that need to be addressed. And quite simply, they're not fucking being addressed. Not the right things anyway. Okay. So what we do, instead of taking care of our own country and taking care of our own people, we spend billions of dollars of people who pay taxes against their fucking will. Their money is taken and to be redistributed to help other countries. Now, I have a major problem with that since it seems that that if we're going to be held ransom and be, you know, are forced to give up quite a bit of the money that we make, it should go to work for us here in this country on making our country better, making things better for you know, the American people. But, you know, we need that money to fund illegal wars in the Middle East. So, there you have that. It's, to me, and this is only my opinion, and people don't, you know, people don't have to agree with this opinion. Everybody's entitled to it. That's what makes this country great, right? But, in my humble opinion, us meddling in the Middle East has done nothing for us. At all. Okay? In fact, it has made things a lot worse. It's actually destabilized the Middle East, as a, which has always been a powder keg to begin with. It has actually further... Um, it has further destabilized that entire region. Our very presence in that reason, uh, region has literally further destabilized that region. So what do we do? I mean, at this point, we've bombed the fuck out of these people back to the fucking Stone Age, you know, 
And so what do we do? I mean, it's just one of those things. I'm like, I really feel that we should pull out of there, pull all of our resources and pull the fuck out of there. Now, you know, people are going to say, well, if you do that, you know, how are we going to get information and blah, 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 you know, this, that, and the other. Look, okay, we have, we have satellites that could read from space, you know, the, the, the front of a dive in somebody's bathroom. You really don't think that we could still gather intelligence that way? You really don't think that we could get, we could come up with another way to gather intelligence on what, and keep an eye on what's going on over there? We physically have to be there. I mean, really? Why should more of our troops, you know, people who go over there, mind you, under false pretenses, go over there and die? Now, I'm not saying that I don't support the troops. I absolutely do. Okay? My grandfather fought in World War II. I had a great uncle that fought in World War II. I've had just about... I have, <clears throat> I have had people in my family who have been in almost every major conflict that this world has ever seen. Okay? So, yeah, I support our troops. I do. When they're being systematically killed for no fucking reason other besides to guard oil, I'm not for that. I'm not for that at all. These these young men and women go in there with with hazy objectives. They really don't know why they why they're there to begin with. They they don't have a clear description of what they're actually supposed to be doing. Okay? So when that happens, no, I'm not for that. There is really no reason why these young people should have to risk their lives and not know why they're risking their fucking lives. I have a major problem with that. So yes, I really feel that we should pull our resources and pull our troops from the Middle East and let them figure it out for them fucking selves. Okay? Plain and simple. Then, and on top, and on top of that, there's no winnable outcome. There really isn't, if you think about it. There is no winnable outcome. Okay, so you have you have our troops over there, okay? Again, not having a clear objective and really not knowing why they're there, okay? Again, doublespeak. This is where this comes into. They need to catch the terrorists. Well, who are the terrorists in this situation? Okay, it's not really... It's not really known, you know, because... Of how this is structured, how their organization, how their organization is structured. There's no, there's no one leader. You cut the head of off of one snake, three other ones pop up. It's a never-ending thing. Okay, so if you keep going after these people and keep bombing these people, the only thing that you're going to do is cause another generation. Of people hating our country. So it's going to keep coming back to us sevenfold. Because we keep doing the same shit over and fucking over and fucking over again. Okay? It's never ending. There is no winnable outcome in the Middle East. Who are we to go over there and force our way of 
of governance and living on people who don't fucking want it. That's all I'm saying. Freedom is a great idea. It is. But you can't force it on people who don't fucking want it. Now, with that being said, I'm not saying that they don't want it per se. I'm sure they want to be out from under a tyrannical form of government. I'm sure they do. But it's up to them to fucking do it. That's what I'm trying to say. It is up to them to do that. If that's what they want. So... It's just, it's one thing on top of the fucking other with this. Not to mention, we didn't even go into the country that was responsible for causing the attacks on 9-11. Everybody knows that the majority of the the, uh, hijackers came from Saudi Arabia. So why the fuck didn't we go into Saudi Arabia? Again, it's because we do business with Saudi Arabia. Look how fucking rich they are, okay? We... Where do you think, for all the way up until recently, where we got our fucking oil from? Same with most of the people around the fucking world. It, was, it came from fucking Saudi Arabia. So, <clears throat> if you think we were to actually go in there and attack Saudi Arabia, you think they'd give us fucking oil? Most likely not. So that's why we didn't go in there. This may sound like complete fucking gibberish, but it's the absolute fucking truth. It's plain as day, it's right there. Why do you think they've stayed out of this for the most fucking part? This is, they don't want to get their hands dirty. They don't want to get their hands bloodied, even though that their hands are bloody enough. All right? So this is something for you to think about. Just think about that. Um, another popular thing that seems to be occurring here within the last 10 years. Um, so... Whenever you hear the government saying that we're going to fix America, you should be scared. And rightfully so. Because what they actually mean is they're going to spend us into fucking oblivion. They've been doing it for fucking God knows how long. Longer than I've been alive, I can tell you that. But that's what they mean. It's another, you know, another uh, example of doublespeak. Is we're gonna we're gonna help the working class. What they what they mean is that we're gonna tax the shit out of the working and middle class, into you know into fucking submission. That's what they mean. It's it's the same old story. Okay, there was once a time where it said uh, that the Democratic Party was for the working and middle class. I don't. I've never seen it. Not in my lifetime, because anytime. The Democrats were elected. The same with the Republicans. I mean, let's let's not leave them out of this. But any time, the majority of the time, when the Democrats ran on um, the premise of cutting taxes for working class and middle class people uh, while they were campaigning, um, sounded great, right? I mean, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, we're we're getting bombarded with taxes. We're having a hard time keeping our houses you know, paying for food and, you know, keeping clothes on our backs and our children's backs. What's the first thing they do when they come to power? They tax the fuck out of us. Okay? It's the same shit over and over and over. They tax the fuck out of the working and middle class people. 
okay? I mean, as long as they can attend their, you know, you know, $4,500 a plate fucking, you know, fundraising dinners and shit like that, that's fine. As long as they remain, you know, in the seat of opulence, that's okay. Now, I know what you're thinking, because that's what it sounds like. Rusty, you sound like a fucking socialist. Wrong. I'm only pointing out the fact that these people think that that they think and believe they are better than you. That they could sell you these bill of goods and that you're not going to do your own research because, let's face it, the mass majority of the people in this country fucking don't, okay? They believe whatever bullshit celebrity or some um, dickbag fucking um, news anchor tells them, okay? So, but it's true. It was the first fucking thing they do. Same with George Bush. Read my lips. No new taxes. What was the first thing he did? Raise fucking taxes. Okay. Um, let's look at, uh, let's look at Obama. He was going to cut, you know, he was going to cut taxes on the working class and middle class. What did he do? What did he do? He raised the fucking taxes on the working class and middle class. Then forced us to accept government health care when we didn't fucking want it. So what else did he do with that? He made it a tax if you didn't fucking do it. He also threatened to throw you in prison if you didn't do it. Okay, so it's cyclical. It's cyclical. One of the best quotes I have ever heard in my life was, if you're going to be a politician, you first need to sell your soul. And that's the absolute truth. Because if you you can't have a soul in this. You can't have a soul in government. You can't. Any shred of civility or any shred of having a soul will make you weak. You will be seen as weak in this. And they prey on, on weakness. So that's what you do. You shed your civility and you sell your soul to the almighty fucking dollar. Because let's be honest, that's what this is all about. That's what it's always been about. It's always been about money. More money. And how we can get more money out of the American people. How can we fuck them over seven ways to Sunday and get more money to fund whatever the fuck we want? And that's where it all boils down to. Democrat, Republican, you cannot fucking trust them. You can't. So what, what do you do? As soon as you figure that out, I wish you could tell me because I have no fucking idea. <laughs> um, but spending our way into oblivion is not the way to fucking go. It really isn't. It's, it really isn't. Look, I mean, look at the uh, Weimar Empire. Shortly after World War One, the Weimar Empire emerged in Germany. Okay, it's going to be the greatest thing in the fucking world. So what happened? Well, Germany lost World War One. That we know. Um, they entered a Great Depression, much like the United States, but on a much worse level. So what they started doing, what they figured what would help was just print more money. Fuck it. Just print it. And then all of a sudden, you know, 
a loaf of bread cost you a wheelbarrow of uh, money because it didn't mean shit. It's the same thing as happening in Venezuela right now. Their currency has been depleted to fucking zero. It's actually fucking worthless. And if, if we keep going the way that we are going now, that's what's going to happen. In many instances, our currency ain't worth shit right now. So, might as well just keep going with it, right? It's just one of those things, I suppose. But, our government will keep doing it, because, like I said, they think we're fucking stupid. So, well... I guess we'll go ahead and move on to a different topic now. Uh, that was just something that I wanted to talk about and get out of the way. Uh, so, something else, you know, that I want to talk about. Uh, we are, uh, what we're witnessing right now, what we're seeing, is literally something out of the fucking Twilight Zone, okay? Let's be honest here. It is, all right? Where, you know, lies are being treated as the truth, where people who break the law are... Breaking law to preserve the law, right? Makes sense? In any normal, per, you know, person's thought process, no, this makes absolutely no fucking sense. And it doesn't, you're correct. It fucking doesn't. So what am I talking about here? Let's talk about this whole thing that's, yes, I'm going to bring it up, this whole thing with the impeachment process. Now, now, we all know, if you know the Constitution... The articles of impeachment and things like this on how a president could be impre- impeached and possibly re- be removed from office. A lot of things, need, a couple, a few things need to occur in order to make a case for impeachment, which is you know, uh, what is it? Bribery, high crimes and misdemeanors, um, and uh, perjury and treason. Now. So, the president has been impeached in the House. What does that mean? Absolutely fucking nothing. Why doesn't it mean anything? Because in order for it to actually mean anything, you need a two-thirds supermajority vote, which they don't have. So, let's look at it from this aspect here, okay? The House is ruled by Democrats. We all know, and we all knew, as soon as the uh, the Democratic Party was going to uh, get the majority that they needed in the House, that this was going to happen, whether if a crime occurred or not. Which, by the way, they haven't been able to fucking prove. But let's look at the facts here, okay? They poisoned the well. What do I mean by that? For months and months and months and months, there was has been a huge media campaign to make the American people believe on a large enough scale to drive down his polling numbers that the president did something illegal to warrant impeachment. Fortunately, this has worked. So, to a point, it has worked. Now, we've already looked at the fact that the the House, Congress, is stacked with the majority of Democrats. And with that being said, 
we knew that as soon as they got power in Congress, they were going to push their impeachment, whether there was a crime or not. And this is what we're witnessing, because how they did this was completely and utterly unconstitutional. But since they have the majority of the power in Congress and them being Democrats, they could practically do whatever the fuck they want and nothing's going to happen to them. Let's be honest here. It's nothing's going to happen to them. Even though they broke uh, uh, constitutional law, nothing's going to happen to them at all. What the fuck's going to happen to them? Who's going to prosecute them? Those in the Senate? I highly fucking doubt it because they all work together. Okay, maybe in this aspect, they're not going to, but in the end run, they all work together. One hand, you know, cleans, you know, wipes the other or however that saying goes. Um, so, like I said, how is it unconstitutional? Let's break this down. How is it unconstitutional? Well, first and foremost, the uh, the Speaker of the House actually needs to have a vote. And um, and then notify the Senate her intention of starting an a uh, investigation into possible impeachment of the president. She failed to do both of these things. How did she decide to do this? Press conference. She announced it to the nation that she was going to launch a probe into a, a, an impeachment hearing for the president of the United States. That's where she fucked up because it's not how you do things. So not what the Constitution says you do. Constitution doesn't say, hey, if you're going to do this, you should have a press conference. It's not what the Constitution says. Fucking read it. Show me where it says that, and then I'll retract what I said. But you're not going to find it, so therefore I'm not. So, too fucking bad. Not going to retract it. Okay, so, what else did they do that, that, that they fucked up? So, they tried to nail him on bribery, okay? When that didn't work, because there was no evidence of it, um, they moved on to treason. This was brief, but they still tried to they still tried to do it. When there was no evidence of treason, they moved on to something else. Perjury. There was no evidence that the president lied about anything because everything was brought out in the open. Um, and this is actually a twofer here. Um, when he released the, uh, when he released the transcript that he had, um, for the, uh, phone call that he had with the, uh, president of the Ukraine, there was no evidence that he, that he perjured himself, nor was there any evidence of him committing bribery or receiving a bribe from the government of the Ukraine. There was no evidence of any of those things. Then... They moved on to the uh, quid pro quo. I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, because there's a lot of things going on with that too. Um, so basically what it said. They, their smoking gun. Was. When the president asked. When he didn't really ask. He stated. If they could possibly make sure that they're not corrupt before receiving military aid and money from the United States, that would be great. Okay? That's something that is normally, and it's something that like that is said 
by a lot of different people with many different subjects. If you could do this, this would be great. Okay. It's not, it's not trying to get something out of somebody. It's not trying to, you know, hold something over, over anybody. It's a generalized statement, but that's what they decided to cling their fucking hooks into was that little, that little sentence right there. Okay. So, um, he held, I think it was the, I think he held the aid for about 40 days. Okay. He's not the only president that has ever done this. Every president has done this from Obama to Bush, from Bush to Clinton, from Clinton to the previous Bush. Okay. Every president has done this. Not one president has, has never not held funding to the Ukraine. Not once. Because the government, the past uh, governments of Ukraine have been notoriously corrupt. So there was a reason why, you know, our presidents have done this in the past. Okay. And, you know, uh, Trump isn't the only one who has done this. Like I said. So this is what they decided to cling their hooks to. Okay. And then they said they pulled the words out quid pro quo. Now, with that being said, under that same line of thinking, okay, let's fat, let's rewind a few years, okay, to when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States of America. In a press conference, well, not really a press conference, it was, uh, I guess it was a, um, some kind of rally or something, I'm not sure what it was, but you can actually find this video on YouTube, you can find it, just look it up. Um, Joe Biden is actually addressing a crowd of people and he's talking about the time where he withheld funds to the Ukraine. He found that his son was being investigated by a Ukrainian um, investigator, top investigator in that country. And he said, and I quote, Look, you may, you you get rid of this guy, then you can get the billion dollars. Then he then he continued to say, they fired him, they got the billion dollars. Now, if that's not a definition of quid pro quo, I don't know what is. And of course, you know everybody in the in, in the crowd laughed it off and thought it was hysterical and thought it was funny, and blah blah blah. Government corruption at your fucking service right there, okay? So they're trying to nail Trump for something that he supposedly did. But there is no evidence that he did. But you have evidence of a former vice president of the United States of America who is currently running for the Democratic Nash, um, um, nom- nomination to run against the president in the, in the next elections with an example of quid pro quo, but it's completely ignored and written the fuck off. Okay? So, my question is here, where was the outcry for that? Where, wo- where was the, um, where was the uh, demands for him to be investigated where were the demands for him to be in prison and blah 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 and removed from office and blah 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 your answer there fucking wasn't any why because he's a democrat 
It's as simple as that. I'm not saying Republicans are saints because they're definitely fucking not. They have done plenty of fucked up shit that would fuck us, the American people, so they could get a better view. They would literally step on our backs to get a better view. I'm not saying that, but in this instance, this is a prime example of how fucked our government really is. Okay? So you have all this that is happening. Okay? And like I said, it's it's all bullshit. We literally have governmental lawlessness being played out in front of us on a daily fucking basis and it's widely ignored for the simple fact that there are people in our government who don't like our president so what they're going to do is find anything and all the things to get him kicked out of office even if they have to fucking make it up but is that right? absolutely fucking not it's not right and I, I would be saying the same shit if this was happening to a Democratic president and the Republicans were doing this. This isn't fucking right. If the president is guilty of any crimes, then absolutely he should be held re- accountable for them. But there isn't any hard evidence to suggest that he broke the law. Period. None. And what the Democrats are doing, they are breaking the fucking law. And nothing is being done about it. At all. Another example of quid pro quo. Okay? Nancy Pelosi was holding the articles of impeachment from to be delivered to the Senate. Because they wouldn't have given to her the things that she demanded. seriously, do they think we're that fucking stupid? She literally spearheaded the campaign, her, Maxine Waters, Jerry Nadler, and Adam fucking Schiff literally spearheaded the campaign for the president to be impeached under under the the, uh, reason of quid pro quo. And then she fucking turns around and does it herself. I mean, can you not get any more fucking absurd than this? But since then, the articles of impeachment have been delivered to the Senate. Now, what's going to happen here, who the fuck knows? A lot of people seem to think that as soon as it, it, it goes for a vote, the impeachment is dead in the fucking water. At this point... I don't trust our government to pour piss out of a boot. I really don't. So, who knows? I'm expecting the government to follow the law, constitutional law, while the vast majority of the time, they use it to wipe their ass with it. Our constitution, I mean. So, me expecting them to actually follow the law of the land... I really have no fucking hopes for it. Because who knows? Like I said, our government thinks we're a joke. Okay? They think our constitution is a joke. Alright? I have an example of that. I am running out of time here and this is kind of on the fly. But it needs to be addressed 
because it's happening, well, today, <laughs> um, Monday, uh, the government wiping their, wiping their ass with the Constitution. Prime example, look what's happening in the state of Virginia right now, okay? The state of Virginia is literally trying, trying their damnedest to make people who legally possess firearms criminals, and they're trying to out and out ban your right to possess firearms, legally possess firearms. The governor of the state of Virginia has made some very serious threats against law-abiding citizens in his state. Um, I think I've covered this before, but at this point, I kind of feel that it should be covered again. Um, So essentially, he has threatened the use of the National Guard to if his and um and use the national guard for confiscation if his laws are not being his unconstitutional laws are not abided um he has said things that he would uh he would also use the national guard to cut off internet and phones of people who refuse to comply with his unconstitutional laws this is a very, very dangerous thing, okay? The state of Virginia is a fucking powder keg, and he's he's playing with fucking matches. It's This is not fucking smart. I am telling you right now. If a revolution or if the whole Hawaiian shirt party were to kick off, it would be in the state of Virginia. This would literally be the Boston Massacre fucking all over again. This would be the Boston Massacre 2.0 right here. And I kind of think, and if you think about it, if you really think about it, if you look at it, if you look past the surface of what's going on here, I think that's what he's trying to do. I, th- I think, and I, and I hate to say this, and I know it sounds conspiratorial, but you have to look at all the events that are being built up until now. Okay, you have this massive uh, pro-Second Amendment rally that's supposed to occur tomorrow in Virginia. Okay? He's already declared a state of emergency. So he's expecting major pushback with all of these unconstitutional laws that are being implemented. I think, and this is, this is only what I think, I think that he's expecting something to occur so he can push this further into law. Okay. What I think, could this be a red, you know, a false flag type thing? It very likely could be. I think he is expecting something to attempt to, to cook off here. So he has the excuse to out and out ban guns in his state or in the state that he oversees. Let's put it that way. It's not his fucking state. He may be the governor, but it's not his fucking state. So that's what I think. I really think that he expects something to happen. 
Because look at what look at the build up to it. Look at a look at at all the things that he has attempted to push through that has been unconstitutional. Okay? Look at it. Then he goes and makes the statements that he made about using the National Guard to enforce his unconstitutional laws. So basically right there, he's daring the people of the state to not comply with what he wants to do. And with this, and it's no accident that this is, you know, that this has led up to this point. You have this massive uh, pro-Second Amendment rally that's supposed to be going down on Monday. Okay? They've been, prior to that, and, they, and they've known about this, because in order for something like this to happen, you have to file for permits, they have to be approved, and everything like this. You know, this takes time, okay? This isn't just, this just doesn't happen, Okay? You have to line up, a, you know, you have to line up speakers, you have to line up the event, it has to be organized. There's a lot of things that have to occur, you know, in order for something like this to happen. <coughs> the rally, I mean, okay? It, it doesn't happen overnight. Then he declares a state of emergency two days before the event is supposed to happen. I think he declared the state of emergency on Friday. I could be wrong, it could have been Thursday, I don't know, I don't remember. But still, I think he expects something to happen. And I think he's looking for something to happen so we can have, so he can have a Boston party, uh, Boston, uh, Boston Massacre 2.0. So he can use that to be like, this is what I was trying to avoid. And it happened anyways. This would be his excuse to bulldoze his unconstitutional laws into place. So those of you who are going to this rally tomorrow, be vigilant and be extremely careful. You're being set up. This is this is what's happening. You are being set up. I wish it wasn't this way. I wish that it hasn't come to this. But this is the way it looks like it's going. And this is a very, 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 very volatile situation. I mean, Christ, dude. It's bad. And I got nothing to say about, nothing nice to say about these pricks here. It's bad when you have Antifa siding with Second Amendment, pro-Second Amendment, um people and telling the governor this is fucking wrong i mean come on you know if you have forced antifa to side with people that are um pro 2a you know what you're doing is tyrannical it's actually fitting, too, if you think about it, because of the uh, Virginia State motto. What is Virginia, what is the uh, state of Virginia's motto? Sick Tyrannus Tempus, which translates to death to tyrants. 
I mean, that's a little poetic, don't you think? Well, this ends this uh, episode. I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Um, I know there was a lot to cover and, a, you know, a lot to process, but we are living in very dangerous times. It is, uh, it's, it's scary in the United States of America these days. Um, and the only thing that we can do, honestly, is, uh, we, we need to, we need to come together as people and we need to get back to how this country needs to be ran. It needs to be ran fairly and it needs to be ran by the people and for the people. Not by, you know, not by the bigger, you know, the biggest banks and by, you know, for the corporations. We need to get back to, we need to get back to the original idea of America. That's what it boils down to, people. Because what we have now, this isn't America. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't America. This, I don't know what this is. We have an out of control government. Like I said, it doesn't matter which side, Democrat, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, it doesn't matter. The lines have been blurred. They're pretty much one and the same anymore. We need to get back to the original idea of, the, of America. We need to fix this before it, it's unfixable. So that, uh, that does it for this episode. Um, Again, sorry for the long uh, break between this uh, episode and the last. Uh, like I said, there was a lot of things going on. Um, so hopefully from here on out, we'll be back on a regular schedule every Sunday, you know. And uh, there'll be more of these uh, to come for as long as I'm able to do them. So until then, guys, have a great week. I'll uh, talk to you guys again on Sunday. Guys, be safe out there. And... You know, take care of each other. Rusty out.